Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The offseason continues in what has been a really busy day across the NFL as We're just less than a week from free agency, but lots of big moves and lots of big moves that have a lot of discussion surrounding the Bengals and some interesting segues. Welcome into another off-season podcast edition. Muhammad Ahmad back with you with Andrew Gillis and Mike Nislik. And really just starting with it, again, lots of news going on. The latest, of course, with Joe Mixon. Um, For those who haven't seen, uh, his home, his residence, uh, is connected to a crime scene as far as shots fired outside of his home. We want to acknowledge that he has not been charged with the crime. He has not been connected to it, uh, but there was a shooting outside of his home. So uh, according to the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department, we will get more information on that later this week. Uh, So just to acknowledge that he has not been charged with anything, just without speculating. Uh, But obviously, guys, this comes just a month after uh, the aggravating menacing charge that we talked about that has since been dropped. We've talked about, you know, what does the future look like? He was already a cab casualty coming into the offseason, and we were discussing it even then. Uh, but as you kind of look, just with, with free agency being next week, and again, this is without speculating because we don't really know much about this situation and what's to come, but if you're the Bengals, do you almost just want to distance yourself from this? Or you know, how do you kind of go about this, like going into free agency? Does it really mean anything at this point or are his chances just going to be based on the numbers and the efficiencies that we've talked about so far up to this point? Well, I would hope that they do their due diligence and I would assume they, they have a team of people trying to learn what they can about both incidents. Um, you mentioned the one, the aggravated menacing charges. I mean, those could be refiled down the line. I asked Duke Tobin about any possibility, you know, if he's, if he's with the team, would there be any disciplinary sort of action? And he had no comment on that at the combine. Um, you know, we don't really know the details of this incident. We might find out more later this week. Um, but obviously two headlines involving uh, a handgun, you know, you just don't want that around your name. I mean, I think that's an easy way to say that, you know, without knowing sort of all the details. Um, and I certainly think it'll factor in in the sense that they're going to do their homework. They're going to get to the bottom of what did happen, you know, and have some honest conversations with them before they make decisions. And they got to they got to find out if they're comfortable with about what they find out um, before, you know, um, and, and it'll be in here in the next week because those decisions have to get made probably in the next week and a half. So um, don't have a ton of time with this latest one, but I think that obviously they, you know, they have to do their due diligence because they don't want to be caught off guard if something does, you know, negative down the line um, tie into this. 
Yeah, I, th- I think if you're the Bengals, you just kind of have a bunch of different scenarios kind of listed and, and what you're going to do. Um, I think you, you're just kind of ready for any and all outcomes. You you do your due diligence. You let everybody do their due diligence and, and kind of figure out what's going on here. And, th- and then you wait and, and you see what the situation is at the end of the week. Um, you know, obviously when, when there should be some more clarity. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a tough situation, um, you know, even now kind of not knowing what's happened. So it is, uh, it's just one that the Bengals need to be ready for, for any and all scenarios, I think at this point. I mean, you know, you know, like you guys said, it's really about timing, what information comes out, what it means, uh, especially with free agency coming up and where Mixon falls in terms of this situation um, and just whatever judgments and assessments they make. Um, it's just a matter of time. There's really nothing we can assume or speculate until, you know, more information comes out if and when that happens. But, you know, just kind of jumping into the bigger news with free agency that, again, still has a connection to the Bengals, which I think is the talk of the NFL, which is Lamar Jackson, as I think most people saw coming, has been franchise tagged. And, of course, I want to specify that it's a non-exclusive tag, which means he can negotiate with other teams. And if another team gives him an offer, the Ravens can match that and lock him down. Or if they choose not to, then another team can take him and the Ravens just give up two first-round picks, which you think about how good a guy like that is. Two first-round picks isn't a whole lot. Uh, but it's just interesting because on the same note, you have Daniel Jones, uh, who just inked a $160 million deal not long after that. Four-year deal, as reported by Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, um, which is just it, – it's crazy to think because I don't think, from what it sounds like, Lamar even got anywhere up to – a guaranteed offer like that. I mean, his camp said that he wasn't looking for a full guaranteed offer, and it sounds like the most the Ravens offered was up to 150 total, like in, in that deal that they offered, I think, back in September. So I guess to kind of connect to the Bengals first, you know, do you just pray if you're the Bengals that other teams just go all out on Lamar and the Ravens just don't? counter that and he's basically out of the division like are, do you just get on your knees if you're the Bengals and say Lamar disappear not literally but <laughs> disappear from the AFC North like what does that mean implication wise you think yeah um, I mean to me this is a really fascinating situation um, not just because of you know what it what's happening specifically with Lamar and with the Ravens but kind of what's happening across the league because you know I wrote about this today where uh, the the class of 2020 guys are, are coming up on uh, contract extensions. Jalen Hurts is going into a contract year, and this is a contract year. He doesn't have a fifth-year extension because he was a, a second-round pick. Then you've got Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa. You've got Joe Burrow. All these guys are now eligible for contract extensions. Obviously, the Tua situation is a little bit unique, but Herbert and Burrow are going to get paid, and this is unique because – you have all these teams come out here today. The Raiders, I, I think they were the latest ones. The Commanders, the Dolphins, the Falcons, you know, teams who you would say, okay, that team needs a quarterback. You know, you've got teams kind of falling all over, all over themselves for Aaron Rodgers. And then you have a bunch of these teams come out and say, we're not interested. You know, I don't want to say the word that's trending on Twitter because um, I think that that is a uh, – think that that might be – uh, a bit too hard to go uh, to go to the hole with it, but it, it, I'm I'm curious as as to what's going on here because I think it's pretty clear that a lot of teams are 
uh, are worried about that guaranteed money. I think the the Browns contract last year with Deshaun Watson kind of threw a lot of this into flux where you've got a team that is just willing to give 250 plus million dollars guaranteed willy nilly like that. You know, they'll they'll just go out and do it and get it done. And that's not the way the NFL operates. That's not the way these owners like to operate. Um, that's it. You know, the guaranteed contract is a whole other conversation. But I think that that's what's Lamar. That's what Lamar is wanting. That's what Lamar wants or something close to it. And these teams, these owners don't want to give it to him. So you, all it takes is one. Um, cause if I'm Joe Burrow, I'm sitting back very interested in this conversation because even if Lamar Jackson signs a deal, you know, let's say he signs with the Titans. I don't know. I've just picked a team who, who hasn't been declared out of this yet. If Joe, if uh, Lamar Jackson signs with the Titans and the Titans are so desperate to give him a, a big, massive deal that they give him a fully guaranteed contract or close to a fully guaranteed contract. If I'm Joe Burrow, if I'm Justin Herbert, if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm leaning back in my chair and I'm pointing to my team and I'm saying, hey, look, they're going to give that guy a fully guaranteed contract. Where's my fully guaranteed contract? So, you know, this kind of has wide ranging implications, not just for where he's going to play and the on field aspect, but a lot of the quarterback market that's going to get decided over the next handful of years. Yeah, I view it kind of I, – I, if I'm the Bengals, I don't really kind of mind him staying. I think the relationship seems to be on trending towards being irreparably harmed. Um, and you don't really want uh, – you know, having a disgruntled player on your roster with a bunch of guaranteed money that's your franchise player is not a, an ideal spot. Um, I also think guaranteeing him whatever he wants, you know, in terms of like $200 million would be insane. And would eventually screw up their cap so much that you know I don't think you'd mind that. Um, you know I, I I don't get it. I, I mean Me you know, I, I know that's what he's asking for, but you know it's like I don't think that you know the Deshaun Watson deal is a sane contract to base the market on. Um, and I think that's what other teams are saying. But like Andrew said, maybe somebody's you know lying and and will give them that kind of money. Um, and that'll, you know, further solidify, you know, that benchmark. But, um, you know, an injury-prone quarterback that run, is a run-heavy uh, is not a person that you want to guarantee all that money to just because, you know, what if he gets hurt and you're just – your roster's totally beyond repair, essentially. So the, the thing that I would push back on that, though, is that what if Lamar – like, I'm not saying it has to be kind of what Deshaun is making – um, in terms of money, but it, I, I mean, hell, if I was the commanders, I would absolute, I would be falling all over myself <laughs> trying to, um, I tweeted about this today. I'd be looking for pennies in the couch to try and put together a contract because again, like I understand that, okay, well, you know, he's, he may be injury prone and he may be this and he may be that like some of the injuries he's had, he gotten, he's gotten sacked. Like everybody kind of says he's injury prone. Sure. But that I think is up for debate because he, when the two times he's been injured, he's been sacked in the pocket and somebody landed on his knee, somebody landed on his ankle. Like, I think there's this kind of misconception that his play style is, is the one is kind of the reason that's leading to this. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. And I mean, again, if you look at the quarterback market, you just had the saints kind of give this, this big deal out. And I know it's not going to be as much for Lamar as presumably would sign for, but you had the Saints give this huge deal to Derek Carr. You have the Giants give this huge deal to Daniel Jones. If if Lamar Jackson says, you know, I want 
220 over five years and I want it all guaranteed, I'm doing that. Like I, I like I understand that you know you can really kind of mess up yourself in the cap, but like 220 over five years is 44 million dollars guaranteed. I'm taking that. Like I, I'm taking that for a guy who you know is a former MVP, you know is in his prime. Like, I think there are some teams that are going to look at this and say, well, what if we can skimp? Like, quarterbacks like this don't come around often, and the only time you hit on a quarterback like this is in the draft. Like, this, you know, quarterbacks don't get traded like this. You know, the, I think the closest example we've ever had was Matt Stafford. Like, quarterbacks simply do not get to the market like this. So, you know, if I'm an NFL team that, that doesn't need a quarterback, and even if you kind of have a middling quarterback like a Mac Jones-type situation – I am running to the phone to try and figure out what the Ravens can do. And maybe you work out a sign and trade, maybe you work out whatever, but I, I'm doing whatever I can to get Lamar. And frankly, I don't care about the guaranteed money because this is just a situation that might not ever present itself ever again. Yeah. But I think you're guaranteeing like what? One fifth of your cap to him for, for four or five years. You're giving up. I mean, probably in the neighborhood of two first-round picks, just based on the non-exclusive tag. That's probably the starting. Well, I mean, point. It, it would be two. Like that's the bar. Like that's the bar. If you don't trade for him, it would be two first. But like that's the other thing. I would front-load this contract because the Ravens are over the cap now. So like, I think if you if you really kind of load up this contract with twenty twenty-three money, right? No, but I'm saying I, for perspective teams. Like, I mean, I guess it's like a win. Like, I mean, if you're like a, a team trying to build, I don't see what sense it makes. Uh, to sign him if you're one player away and you get yeah. two of his oh, best years maybe but i think if you're a team building like atlanta doesn't seem to make any sense to me well they seem, they seem to be out of the running though up? the falcons seem to be out of the running according to diana uh, rossini from espn well i just you see a lot of the the, the the analysts saying that he'd that'd be the best fit for him right and i don't understand that because like you're giving up all your draft capital you're guaranteeing him a huge amount of cap space, and you're so far away otherwise on your roster that, like, how do you make that all work? And, like, I, I mean, I don't know. You know, Lamar uh, had, obviously, and his play style is going to have to change in the coming years because he's 26, 27 next year. You know, in, in four years, is would that be a good – I mean, that might be a terrible, terrible albatross of a contract. Yeah, I, I mean, if I were the Texans, I'm not doing this because you can get a quarterback and a rookie deal. The Colts, uh, probably even the Bears, um, even if, you know, it sounds like they're going to stick with Justin Fields. But, you know, those teams, I'm obviously not, you know, I, I, if I were Lamar, I wouldn't want to sign with them because uh, Lamar wants to win. But, it, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, if I'm the Commanders, if I'm the Jets, if I'm the Titans, if I'm the Packers, like there are a lot of teams, I think, that are – you know, very reasonably one quarterback away, you know, you get to the NFC, like if Lamar Jackson signs in the NFC, I think pretty clearly he's, or maybe not pretty clearly, but he's the best quarterback in that conference. Cause who is right now, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Derek Carr, like, is that kind of what you're working with? If you can get out of the AFC and you can sign in the NFC, I think you can really set yourself up nicely. So, you know, if, if I'm Lamar, I'm, I'm looking to get out of the, uh, to get out of the AFC. And frankly, like if you're a team that wants to win now and the last year of that contract isn't good because Lamar kind of loses some of his, uh, some of his ability. And as just as you get older, cause that's what makes him special. 
okay. I, I, I can live with that if, if the first three or four years of that deal are, are a good deal. What about the Raiders as far as the AFC goes? I mean, I, unless they go the Anthony Richardson, Will Levis route, do you entertain that as a possibility? Like, I, see, that's the thing, though. Like, unless they go the Anthony Richardson, Will Levis route, that just inspires the least amount of confidence than any statement that's ever been said on this podcast before. <laughs> like, Will Levis is not Will Levis is not good. I as I like, I don't think him. he I don't think he's very good. And when you're talking about Anthony Richardson, you're like, okay, we need a we need a Josh Allen level of hey, this guy was not super great in college, but you know, maybe not to that extent because he did play at Florida, whereas Josh Allen played at Wyoming. But you, you you do need some kind of leap out of that. And I, I just I just don't know how you can commit to that when you've got a guy who like if you could spend one first round pick like if you're the I'm trying to think of a, of a team if you're the Lions like if you could spend one first round pick on Anthony Richardson or two first round picks and a big contract on Lamar I'm taking Lamar every day of the week. Well, to kind of go back to the whole idea of where this fits with the Bengals and such, like you made the point, if you're Justin Herbert, you're Joe Burrow, you're sitting back, drinking, whatever you're drinking, and you're just watching all this unfold. I mean, let's assume a situation where Lamar goes to any of those teams you mentioned in the NFC or just anywhere that's in the running, and he gets maybe not a Deshaun Watson contract, because like Mike said, I still, to this day, like can't wrap my head around how he got that much money guaranteed. Like, I, I think that's a very dangerous and reckless standard that was set. But like, let's say he gets cashed out. Maybe he doesn't get like fifty mil a year guaranteed, but he gets a forty to forty-five range, you know, salary-wise annually. I mean, the the Bengals are going to pay Joe Burrow. Like, we can all agree on this. But if he gets paid in any of those ranges I mentioned. Does it make it harder for the Bengals? Does it add a little more strings attached? Like, oh well, Lamar's got that. Where's my? Well, the only thing that makes it the only thing that's the only thing that's challenging is as if it starts becoming quarterbacks are going to be fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed. Deal. So that like yeah. a yearly mount doesn't matter. I mean, he's going to get upwards of fifty million. I mean, I, I don't think that the parameters are you know outside of that. You know, forty five or whatever it is. I just think it's that fully guarantee that teams are going to balk at because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could could really, you know, you, you, you lose a guy like that and your whole your whole team's done. So I, I think that's kind of the, 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 the piece of it that teams are concerned about and watching um, just because, you know, that's that's new new world territory. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not, you know. No, I mean you're right. It, it is crazy to say. It is crazy to say right now because, like, if you're a fan of any other sport, like, in your, if you're a fan of the NHL, or Major League Baseball, or the NBA, or whatever, and like, you're, we're sitting here having this conversation, like, oh well, you know, it's kind of great. You know, none of these owners want a fully guaranteed contract when, like, every other sport does fully guaranteed contracts. It, it's just, it's just always a very weird thing for me. But like, when you have Daniel Jones come out there, he signs a four-year, 160 million dollar deal. And it's like, that's not the actual deal. You have to wait, you know, like we're, we're going to talk about this with free agency next week, but it's like, you're going to see some receiver or somebody sign an outrageous deal. And it's going to be four years for whatever million. It's going to be like, well, wait a minute, because it's really a two year, like I, I, that, I don't know. It's just weird to me. And I don't, I think you can kind of debate the, the, uh, the morality of that. Morality. Um, 
but it, yeah, yeah. It, but the, I mean, the, the difference is right. Like football, like I mean, the LeBron James just looking at his annual salaries. He didn't start making over twenty million dollars until one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right. eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years into the league. So I mean, yeah, he had a guaranteed deal all those years, um, but it was uh, you know the salary was much much lower annually. Now it's escalating into uh, crazy territory, and there's something to be said <laughs> that's sabotaging whatever team he's on. So it's like it's not the greatest example. Those guaranteed contracts generally become awful at some point, just because you're paying players an absorbent amount of money for what they have done uh, baseball too like these teams are just reckless and spend so insanely on these deals that, that it just feels them. like manny machado so, man is I mean, just it, getting paid left and right and you got all these other dudes like remember when miguel cabrera made all the money he made with detroit i mean i, I that i still can't wrap my head around Kind of like what Andrew said, but like Miguel Cabrera is still making it insane. Exactly. He's on that last year of his deal. It's like what he's living the dream. It's like what three hundred seventy-five million. Like, that is, that is the dream. Something like, like that. Can you imagine being paid millions of dollars to do nothing? <laughs> That's, That's amazing. He's making. He's making thirty-two million dollars this year, and he's doing nothing. Oh my, that's insane! That's crazy. Well, yeah, my, Michael appreciate this. Michael appreciate this. I've always said that my lifelong dream is to be a fired college football coach. That's you know, true. Like, those guys, they, they, you know, they're there for you know handful of years. They do well. They get fired, and then all of a sudden, it's like if you've ever seen the Ed O thing, it's like, hey, uh, it's not working out for you. Blah blah blah. You got twenty-one million dollars on your contract. We're gonna pay you every cent of it. And he's like. Cool. Which door do I leave out of? Like, if somebody told me I get twenty-one million dollars and I'm getting fired, I'm gonna be like, okay. So, um, I mean, I think, I mean, I think that, you know that's a, that's another side conversation. If it should be that way for players, if it's you know you got twenty-one million dollars left on a deal, hey, see ya. But you're gonna get your money. Well, but Andrew, uh, you gotta when you talk yeah. about crazy, crazy. When you world, talk about coach, you gotta do the voice. Oh, show me where the door's at, so I can get all that guaranteed money and go out the door. I was saving that just for that. That's the only time you'll ever hear that on this podcast. Um, but speaking of Coach O, who is part of the reason why Joe Burrow is where he is, um, before we kind of get to a break, this is an interesting question that I think maybe doesn't necessarily well, – maybe it does kind of tie into the Lamar stuff and the Daniel, Daniel Jones stuff. But you look at guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, who are making the big bucks at quarterback. So Mahomes got extended off his rookie deal in July of 2020. Hear me out on this. This is where I kind of want to be specific. Josh Allen, August 2021. Kyler Murray, July 2022. So you see the trend. They got extended around July slash August. Do the Bengals kind of repeat that and just wait until late in the offseason, the total dead period, to give him all that money? Or with the way things are just ramping up with the Lamar stuff, Daniel Jones, do you say, ah, you know what? Screw the precedent. Let's get Joe Burrow paid. Not like right now, right now, but maybe as soon as April or May. Like, do you see them maybe changing that precedent? If you just had to guess, well, I, I think Duke Tobin said Duke Tobin said it'll get done when it's done. So, I mean, however quickly they can wrap up the final details, I mean, I, I don't know that there's precedent that it happens over the summer. I just think that um, you know I can see it getting done any at any point in the next two months. I wouldn't be surprised if they got it done. Okay. If it drags a little bit, I wouldn't be surprised either. But I don't think that that's a you know warning bells or something would be going off. Yeah, I think you know there's a few reasons why it happens um, at the end of the year because like obviously you know once you hit the draft, a, a team pretty much is what it is. 
uh, or is what it's going to be going into a, an upcoming season. Um, so I think, you know, kind of like we talked about after, after Duke talk last week, where it was like, okay, you know, now you kind of have an idea of this is what the cap space is going to look like for the year. This is what the roster is going to look like for the year. And if you do want to manipulate that a little bit and maybe save yourself a little bit of cash in future years, you could pay them a little bit more in 2023 and so on and so forth. You can, you can kind of manipulate the first couple of years out of that. Um, so I think that there's, I think that there's that angle. And I also think that, you know, frankly, um, if I had to put my money on it, I would bet it happens towards training camp um, just because of that, like I just said. And also, it's a nice boost for training camp. Um, you know, it's a nice morale boost for, for the fans, for the team, for, for everybody to show up and say, okay, QB1's locked in for eight years. I don't know, whatever it is. Like, I, I think that that kind of plays into it too. So I think that there's some, you know, it's more than just actual football stuff. I think there is some kind of psychological stuff to it to say, you know, okay, this is a nice, it's, you know, teams, I think in a lot of sports try to win a press conference, you know, where you want to time it right. Like they're not going to do this, you know, June 30th on a, you know, on a random weekend before the 4th of July. Like, they're not going to call a press conference like the front, you know, when everybody's off and when everybody's out of town, like they're going to do this at, at the, at the opportune time. And if, if, if the contract's ready and you just got to throw it in a drawer for, for a month, then you do that. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's, you also want to win that press conference. So I think that that kind of plays into it as well. That's all. Yeah. Like, like Mike said, I could see it going either way, but I think to Andrew's point, I mean, it's, it's all about looking good and, making it fit and making it work and making it dance until it can't dance anymore. But we're going to keep dancing when we come back on this podcast because we're going to delve right into free agency because, like we said, the free agency period opens in just a matter of days. We're going to talk about some areas the Bengals may or may not target in free agency, why that's the case. And we're going to talk a little bit about some SNL to pick up where we left off yesterday and much, much more right here on the Strictly Stripes podcast. Hey there, it's Muhammad Ahmad from the Strictly Stripes podcast. You might be wondering, what exactly is Cincinnati Football Insider? Well, it's a community of fans who want the inside scoop on the Bengals and a direct connection to the Strictly Stripes podcast and the reporters who cover the team. And that would be me, Andrew Gillis, and Mike Nislick. It works like this. Andrew, Mike, and I will text your phone a few times a day with breaking news, analysis, and our insights on the Bengals. It's the inside scoop on what we're hearing, and we'll give you the inside word before it even hits social media. Being an insider is the best way to participate with the podcast and get in on special events and Zoom calls with me, Mike, and Andrew. And the best part is you can text us directly. It's a great way to cut through the clutter of Facebook, Twitter, other social media, and avoid the trolls for just $4.99 a month. Still not sure? Well, just try it for two weeks, and if you don't like it, you can text the word STOP at any time, but you won't want to cancel once you join the community of hardcore Bengals fans. Here's the best way to get on board. Go to cleveland.com slash Bengals, click on the blue banner at the top of the page, or if it's easier, text 513-940-4193. It's a great time to try the two weeks free, as we'll be reporting live from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Plus, we'll be covering free agency on the way to the NFL Draft in April. Give us a try for two weeks and see what you think. Just text this number again. It's 513-940-4193 and become an insider today. 
And thanks for staying with us on the Strictly Stripes podcast. So it's a little bit of a late night, and we've got all we talk about free agency. But just to kind of give a, a setup, if you will, uh, for the coming days and weeks, you know, just and maybe this is a little bit of a loaded question, but this kind of sets us up for the week. Is there just one area that sticks out to you as far as like the Bengals should attack this in free agency? Without necessarily focusing on any names or players you want to look at, we can talk about that later. But is there just an area, a position group that comes to mind where you think, hey, maybe free agencies where you don't want to make a splash, but you can do some stuff and work around a little bit and maybe make something out of that? Well, is the question the biggest position of need sure. or the biggest position of need specifically in free agency? Oh, for free agency specifically, for specifically free agency. And this is just, we could be wrong. We're just totally guessing why a certain group might fit free agency versus the draft or, you know, re-signing other guys. I guess offensive sure. line. I think you need to sign a veteran, um, uh, you know, backup especially. Um, you know, I think a lot of these needs, uh, you know, could get addressed in the draft. Um, but in terms of bringing in a free agent, I think it's, you've got to do something outside of your organization on the offensive line. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, there's there's always that talk about, you know, what you could do um, with rookie tight ends, kind of how they take a little bit to, to develop. Um, I, I think that there's, you know, Dalton Schultz, you think of like kind of headlining the class. Gasicki, you could think of kind of headlining the tight end class as well. But I'm not sure you want to invest a ton of capital into a tight end. Uh, which is why I think, you know, Hayden Hurst just kind of bringing him back makes sense. I think if you want to look at tackle, uh, there's a few guys you could look at. Obviously, Orlando Brown's probably going to get paid the most. But, you know, you look at a guy like a Mike McGlinchey, um, you know, there, I think there's some guys you could bring in and start immediately at right tackle. So, uh, yeah, you know, Donovan Smith got cut today. I think that there's some there's some options for you at tackle that can kind of give you an immediate boost on that line. Funny you mentioned tackle because, you know, Andrew and I talked about that last Friday, and McGlinchey is a big name I brought up. Um, and along the other names you mentioned, like Orlando Brown, that kind of makes the market interesting. Really, for me, I agree with all of that. I think maybe one area you can target, and we can talk about this later, I think is safety. And I'm not saying you make a big splash or do anything crazy, but I think it's an area where you can look at it and say, hey, maybe there's some options, no matter what happens with Jesse Bates or Von Bell. I mean, we already know with Bates, but regardless of Bell, you add some depth there, and we can explore that more later in the week. But those are just kind of positions I think that are important. We're going to talk more about the offensive line this week, why that's a possibility where you make a splash. Same with safety, same with other positional groups that I think are interesting that I want to kind of save and uh, hint at later. But I want to have some fun to kind of wrap up here. Um, We talk about all this quarterback talk, quarterback talk, free agency talk. So there have been rumors, at least – based on what Rich Eisen has said, that, oh, maybe Tom Brady is going to come back again and play again. And the Dolphins were a came that were they were the Dolphins were a name that came up because obviously the Tua situation is a little weird. But I believe, yeah, Tom Brady quote tweeted Dove Kleiman, who has a big following on Twitter. He's sort of like an NFL news bureau kind of guy. Because Kleiman said, oh, Tom Brady might not be, quote, done af- after all, based on what Rich Eisen said. And then Tom Brady said, anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the league has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. Is Brady just playing cover here, or do you really think this is it? Dude's about to be 46. The gray hairs are outnumbering the not gray hairs. 
he's done footballs out of the question, at least as far as picking up a football. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's done. Um, I think he's he's got a pretty like he's done this over the last few years where like he and his marketing team have been pretty good at at kind of toying with that stuff. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's kind of all she wrote for 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 Brady. I almost said Burrow. I mean, I would if he comes back, I wouldn't be totally shocked. I mean, I think he'd wait till after really? training camp starts so he doesn't have to go through it all. Um, but I mean, you know, I. I don't understand why. I mean, you know, it's like Brett Favre did that for what four years? I think he did. Um, he did it. He did it with the Packers. You know, if and the guy the Jets. doesn't want to practice. I mean, you know, I, I don't see any problem with that. I mean, you know, there's going to be fascination up until the week one's done. Michael, if you don't mind me asking, and I want to ask you this in front of the listeners, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, forty years old. Forty-one. So, did you just turn forty-one? Or are you going to be forty-two this four- year? 40 years old. Oh, 40. I'm sorry. So you're going to turn 41 this year? Yes. So Tom Brady is going to be 46 in August. I mean, I just have to ask you, just for the sake of perspective, does it blow your mind that you're five years younger than this guy and he's older than some coaches, including Zach Taylor, and he's just doing what he's doing? Does it feel weird for you just being at that age, or do you not even like give two swats about that? I know I put you on the spot there. Yeah. I don't. I do not give two swats. I don't know what a swat is. But. Oh, I was waiting for a Mike Nislick response like that. But I want to ask you something more fun, though. I want to ask you this, Mike, because I already asked Andrew this yesterday. I hinted at it earlier in the show. So, for those who don't know, Mike is a big Saturday Night Live guy, a big SNL fan, and we talked about Travis Kelsey headlining SNL, hosting that show uh, on Saturday. Mike. First question, did you watch it? And if you did, what did you think of Travis Kelsey's performance? Were you a fan of it? I watched I watched the uh, the day after uh, when they throw all the sketches on YouTube. Same here. Um, so I don't watch it live. Um, I did watch it. Uh, he did okay. Uh, his monologue was good. His family was in the audience. Um, you know, they, they tend to protect athletes uh, when they're on the show. They don't give them a lot of... Um, you know, crazy stuff to do. It's very, you know, more sort of standard sketches, standard characters, but he did good with it. I thought it was a sketch that didn't end up airing that they put on YouTube. That was probably the best one where the, uh, uh, there were stand in boyfriends. The NFL were providing stand in boyfriends oh, yeah. for, for guys that couldn't lift up their girlfriend. That was probably his best sketch. His brother was in it. I uh, got a couple of his teammates. His brother was in it. I got a couple of his teammates involved, but no, he was good. He was enthusiastic. Uh, and you know, gung ho, and that's always helps kind of carry it. Even though, you know, obviously he's not the best. Uh, you know, reading cue cards and things. I didn't know. I didn't realize he had done a reality show. I guess years ago on E. He which did was crazy, but yeah, he did. He looked so different. His hair was different. He looked so much younger when it wasn't even that long ago. But th- to just kind of put a bow on this, I mean, Charles Barkley has been on SNL twice. I think the last time he did it was about four or five years ago. I mean, compared to Barkley and I guess any other athlete I'm not thinking of who's been on SNL, like, would you put Travis Kelsey up there? Or is it just too hard to judge? Among athletes, at least. He was above. He was an above-average athlete on SNL. An I would above-average like athlete on SNL. Okay. 
Especially for his first time hosting. He was very comfortable in front of the camera. That's the big thing. And that's why I was telling Andrew yesterday, I think if and when this guy retires, whenever that day comes, Hollywood, Broadway, stand-up comedy, I think one of those doors is going to be knocking on his name because he's pretty good at it. And um, I'm just going to reveal this because I've told my friends this, and I think I've told you guys this. Someone asked me the other day, my friend asked me this, because we're talking about the Travis Kelsey skit. He said, Muhammad, is Travis Kelsey your spirit animal? And I said to that, to that question, I said, if we're talking in terms of NFL players, he is my spirit animal. Do you guys think I'm crazy for saying that? Like, do you look at me any differently now just for saying that? Yeah, I hope it it's changed my whole perspective. Wow. Mind blown. I have, everything that I knew is now before and now it's after. But if you want a good sketch, the sketch that w- recently with an athlete that comes to mind was Charles Barkley did one <laughs> called Real Quotes Game Show. Yeah. Um, and it's, a, it's a trivia show about uh, movies, and Barkley was really good in it. I heard. Um, that was, he did that, I think, the last time he hosted, but um, that's one off the top of my head that I could recommend. I, because the sketch I recommended to Andrew about oil barons. Was yeah, that was good. We never <laughs> revisited good. it. He got you there, Andrew. He got you there. No, we did. We I, we didn't revisit it, but I did watch it. It was good. Mike and Isaac with the owns today, man. He's got the WWE takedowns. Love to see it. Well, folks, stay with us because we're going to talk free agency, free agency, and lots of free agency this week. What to watch, what to expect, some predictions we've got going into next week, and much, much more. But once again, for myself, Andrew, and Mike, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. We'll see you Wednesday.